Well, hello again. This is David Brody from Elvis Strand in the Morning Show. And that's Jamie from Light FM in New York. How are you, Jamie? I'm good. How are you? This is episode 10 of Walkers and Talkers. Woo! I feel like we should have a party or yeah. something. <laughs> if you've listened to all 10 or even more than five, thank you very much. We made it to 10 episodes. It's exciting. They told me I had to do three if we wanted to get an iHeart channel. So I feel like 10, I was going to do three, right? <laughs> and then I would do four, figuring I got a channel, I got to do an episode, right? Yeah. We have 10 now. That's awesome. That's pretty cool. So I'm excited about that. If you're just tuning in or you missed a couple episodes, we normally review The Walking Dead and Fear the Walking Dead, but both shows are on hiatus. And so AMC has a new show on that's on now while we're waiting for Fear the Walking Dead to come back August 21st, and that's Preacher, also based on a comic book. And uh, while Fear the Walking Dead is off, they can listen to this, yep. give them something to talk about, give us something to talk about. And we actually kind of like it. I, I really do. Yeah. So I thought, well, we'll talk about it. If no one likes the show, we're screwed. <laughs> but but Preacher's really good. It uh, seems like people are liking it. Yeah. So if you're not familiar with Preacher, you're just tuning in. It's based on a comic book about a preacher who gets uh, some kind of alien or space force. foreign force in his body that we're learning gives him the power to make people do what he wants them to do. So whatever he says, they have to do. When he uses the power. Yeah. Like if he says, you know, oh, go F yourself, they don't actually have to go no. do that unless he says, go F yourself. And yeah. is that weird? He, he, yeah, his voice changes when he does it. And you sort of hear like a, like a, like a sound like to let us know he's using the power. Yeah. So episode two started off weirdly. Yeah. It takes place in 1881 and you see a grizzled cowboy. And it, I'll tell you, underdeveloped 1881, Texas didn't look a lot different than the Texas town that they film in current day. <laughs> it's all tumbleweeds yep. and dirt roads. And so the show starts where there's a sick little blonde girl in bed, and she's holding a doll, and her mother is wiping her face down with cold water or something or keeping yeah. her moist. And he's looking at her, and she tells him he's got to go. It looked like she gave him a list or something, and she said, be back in less than three days. Take care of our business and do these things. And and so he heads out further west because he runs into, it looks like, settlers who are looking for land out west back in the in the gold rush days in California. And yep. they're, they're all claiming land. And then uh, the guy from Missouri, from St. Louis, says, this isn't as great. It's like paradise. And then you see the guy on the horse riding out, and there's there's Native Americans or Indians at the time hung by a tree. Oh, they were scalped and gutted. Yeah, and... so as if to say, like, not really paradise for those people. Yeah, and it's a town of Ratwater. Yeah, Ratwater. It's, a, gr- it's a great name. Yeah. Um, the interesting thing about him is, from what I looked up, because I, I, I felt the need to look up, he's in the comic book. Okay. That is a recurring character in the comic book. The cowboy. The cowboy. Okay. The angry cowboy, I think. Yeah, so we're going to see more of him. It wasn't a one-time flashback. His story's going to continue. Okay. The little girl in the bed, I want to get to her later. I, yeah, I, I kind of was thinking your theory that you tweeted. Now, I tweeted something <laughs> at David underscore Brody, which you wrote back at jmegs514. Yep. Nobody else on Twitter, that hashtag preacher, anything to do with the little girl, sick girl, girl in bed, blonde girl, didn't see any other tweets about it. Really? So, I thought the same thing. And then I thought, no, it couldn't be. Yeah. So, so I don't want to spoil the podcast. We'll get to that. We'll get to that later. So, early in the episode, a pedophile, a redheaded pedophile, what are the redheads, Oh, man? the redheads. Oh, man, they're twisted. <laughs> they, they die on The Walking Dead, Fear the Walking Dead, and, and they're, they're twisted. So, the poor redheaded guy. Mm. So, he confesses that he sort of has a sick fantasy fetish towards a little girl. Linus, yeah, he's a bus driver. Right, and he has this fetish for this young girl, and he says, but you can't do anything about it, preacher, because you're a preacher, right? This is confidential. You can't say anything. He says, I'm trying to get better, and the preacher says, you can't do that. You have to... 
no more sinning. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, 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 I'm going to try. I'm going to do my best, Father. And and uh, throughout the beginning of the show, he's baptizing people. Yep. I guess to cleanse them of their sins. Uh, and uh, and so we see the pedophile later in the show. One of the people he uh, gives the, the holy water bath to is uh, Arseface. Yes. So he shoves a- Eugene. Uh, Eugene, right, Aww. right. And again, if, if, you, if you don't know who Arse face is, because he's referred to as Eugene on the show, he's the guy who has a face, face like an arse, which is a nice way of saying ass. He's got ass mouth. He really does. Yeah. And then he scared the hell out of Cassidy, the vampire. Yeah, well, you wouldn't think anyone could scare a vampire. So I think the first time Jesse realizes his powers when the dogs are barking, and he says, be quiet! And then dogs stop barking. And silence. He, silence. And he, he sort of looks around like, huh. Like, guess, what was that? Guess it, I guess it worked. They were, they were quiet. <laughs> oh, about Arseface. Oh, yeah. He and his father, the sheriff, who we're not sure he's a good guy at all. He's kind of a prick. I don't like him. He's sort of a prick. They're walking out of church, or at least out of the baptism area. Yeah. And somebody says, murderer. 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 And the sheriff turns around and says, who said that? And they're all like. <clears throat> and Eugene's like, dad, let it go. Let right. it go. So we learned in the first episode that ass, I'm going to call him Assface. I don't care. <laughs> That ass face <laughs> did something wrong to displease God. And and we don't know if that was the cause of ass face or he was born with ass face. We don't know why yet. But he feels like he did something. Born with ass face. Yeah, we feel like he did something intentionally, unintentionally when he was a kid somewhere where he killed somebody. Yeah. And that's why they're calling him murderer. But then we don't know yet why. We did find out, though, Jesse kind of off the cuff said to Cassidy, uh, Eugene tried to kill himself. So that's why he has ass face. Is that why? Did he put a gun in his mouth? Yeah, he said he tried to kill himself. Okay. And he but, we, but we don't know why they called him no, a murderer. No, we, we don't know if they called the father murderer or Eugene a murderer. But oh, we that's right. I didn't think of that. It could yeah, be either one. so it could be either one because he is a sheriff. But we do know ass face tried to kill himself. He did, okay. That's why he has it. So then we see a scene with Donnie. Donnie is the father that is abusive to his wife and his kid. Now, last week, the kid asked Preacher to do something to my dad because he's beating my mom up and he, he t- tortures me. And so later on the episode, he has a fight with Donnie. Donnie sort of gets the best of him. Then he comes back and he beats the crap out of Donnie and breaks his arm really badly. Bones sticking right out. Bones sticking right out. So as this episode opens, Donnie is at work. He's in a cast. He's got the his whole arm in a, in a cast and it's sling. sort of like a sling thing where he can't bend his arm at all. And he's at work where they're repossessing somebody's house, it looks like. Because they sign a contract, and then the bulldozer comes and levels the house. Yep. Now, while they're repossessing the house or buying the house at pennies on the dollar, whatever they're doing to this family, he says to Donnie, give me the paperwork. So Donnie tries to open the briefcase, and he drops his pen on the floor. And a guy with a beard picks the pen up and hands it to the boss. Yes. Okay? That's all that happens at that point. The guy who owns the home signs the paperwork. They take all the furniture out of the house, and immediately they level the house. Donnie and his crew of moving men, construction workers, whatever they are, get in a truck. Is that why he did that to him? Nah. Okay, because I'm like, what was it the took, motivation it, it, behind okay, that? Okay, okay, so 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 <laughs> he uh, he gets in the car. Donnie's in the passenger seat, Oof. and the guy with the beard, Clive. Clive, the guy with the beard, Clive, gets behind the wheel, and Donnie's giving him a dirty look, and he grabs the back of Clive's head, and he's pushing Clive's head, and Clive's resisting. Now I thought. He was, I didn't know anyone else was in the truck. I didn't either. I thought he was pushing Clive's head down towards his crotch 
as if to say, I'm your boss, pleasure me. Oh, my God. I thought that, too. Yeah, you did, too. I did. I was like, he's going to do something to him. And he was like, no, no, Donnie, no. And I'm like, oh, my God. He's beating his wife, and so he wants sex. Maybe he's gay. I don't know what's going on. Oh, my God. I thought that. Well, that's not what happened. He shoved his nose up against the steering wheel so hard that it bled. I heard a snap almost. Well, it it was bleeding. Yeah. So he, he looks up, and his nose is bleeding, and... You think, okay, you don't know why he did it, but he shoved his nose and he's bleeding and he hurt him. Well, that's not all, because at that point he takes the back of his head again and slams it into the steering wheel. Now the nose is broken. Now the <laughs> nose is broken, blood everywhere, and the guy doesn't react. He's sort of like, he's like, now drive. And that's it. The people in the back saw the whole thing happen. They all acted the coworkers. like they saw nothing. So Donnie is crazy. He's nuts. But it occurred to me, in case you're listening to this and you didn't know, and I'd lo- we'd love your thoughts, so tweet us at Preacher Feature. <laughs> All right. Hashtag preacher feature and walkers and talkers if you want, because again, that's what we normally do here at Walkers and Talkers on iHeartRadio. And by the way, preacher feature. I thought we should spell it the correct way, which is preacher and then feature, F E A T U R E. But I thought, wouldn't it also be cool if we spell the preacher feature, F E A C H E R, like preacher? Would people realize that? No. And then people <laughs> would think I spelled it wrong. So I thought, no, that's clever, but no. Yeah, let's, yeah, it is clever though. Right. So, so don't do that. So preacher featured the regular way. I want to know your thoughts, but my thought was because he picked up the pen and didn't give it to Donnie to give to the boss, he was he took it as I'll get that pen a for you. A power move. And gave him the pen directly, like, oh, the cripple with the broken arm can't help you. Yeah. Now a normal person wouldn't ever think twice about it. I certainly didn't. I didn't either. When it until first you happened. Said it. And then I realized it's the pen. Yep. What else could it be? I went I backed it up. Thank God for DVRs. <laughs> I backed it up and what did he do? Did he give him a dirty look? Did he laugh at him when he dropped the pen? Nope. He picked up the pen and handed it right to the boss. Yep. And I guess you have to figure that out because they never referenced it no, again. No, they don't. He just beats the sh- hell out of him and uh, you don't know why, really. Now, my, my, one of my favorite lines in the show, uh, Tulip, who's the badass chick, she really wants Preacher to go back to his life of crime. Yes. She's planning some big crime, needs Jesse the Preacher to help, and Jesse's like, you know, that's not who I am anymore. And her whole thing is, I know you're bad. I know who you are. You're going to go back to your ways. And she said, I won't do this job without you. Right. So at one point, Jesse walks out of um, walks out of a house or wherever he walks out of. And he gets in his truck and the steering wheel's gone. Yes. And, and he realizes someone stole it. She pulls up in her, I think it's a Chevelle, which is an awesome muscle car. She pulls up <laughs> and she's looking at him. She's like, is there a problem? Did Jesus take the wheel? Yeah. <laughs> I just thought that was a that great, was great line. Turns out she hung the, the steering wheel up on a telephone pole. How she got on it on the cables. There? I don't even know. Well, I think she tied a rope or a tie or something and threw it up and looped it over, like when you throw sneakers up on the rope. Yeah. I think that's what she did. She just threw it up over there. I thought that was just funny to Jesus because yeah. he's a preacher and it's funny. <laughs> but that was great. So she's a recurring theme. She does a lot of things throughout the episode to get him to go back to his life of crime. Um, Jesse and Cassidy, the vampire drinking, he admits he's a vampire. Cass, uh, and Jesse's like, oh, okay, yeah, sure, a vampire. Like, right. he, he thinks he's obviously joking. Right. And they're drinking, they're smoking, and Cassidy's drinking something. And he says, oh, what are you drinking? And he's like, oh, it's, it's some crazy concoction of alcohol and some other crap, like it turpentine. It's like chemicals. And, yeah, like it was horrible. You wouldn't drink it. And he doesn't believe him or whatever. And he looks at it, he's, give me that. And he drinks it, he's out cold. Like faints in within two seconds. Right. And so Cassidy takes his wallet and his truck keys and he goes for a ride. He's gone. Yeah. He robbed him. So I'm like, all right, well, that's typical Cassidy. He's a low life, whatever. <laughs> While he's unconscious, those two mystery men that were in the first episode that keep showing up at the, the churches. The Yeah. Those weirdos show up. 
Yeah. And they have this machine. It looks like a record player or something. They open it up, and they put an empty tin can, can a on. coffee can, on Jesse's body, and they start... It's like a music box. It's like a, right, it's a music box, right. And they start singing like something out of Willy Wonka. Uh, they sing Wink and Blink and Nod. And something about a fish. Yeah, it was so bizarre. But it was sort of, it reminded me of like, wait and see in a world of pure imagination. <laughs> it sounded like a Willy Wonka yeah, song, right? it did. And so the, I guess I figured out, and I, I'm, what did you think it was? Like, what did you think they were trying to do? I think they were trying, I thought they were trying to get it to come out of his body right. and trap it in this can. Right, so I guess their job is to Lord track down, right, and it always works. Yeah. Apparently this thing where they play the music, sing that song, like, you know, come out, come out, wherever you are, makes that thing come out of Jesse's body and into the coffee can? And then it didn't work, and then they both go, huh, plan, plan that's, B. that's weird. Yeah, plan B. Oh, plan B was really dramatic. <laughs> so they get a chainsaw, and they're about to cut Jesse in half oh. so that I guess that would open his body and the thing would come out. Yeah. Cassidy walks in, back from his night out in the town, and he thinks they're part of the people hunting him because there are crazy people after him for being a vampire. Yes. So he's like, you got the wrong guy. I'm the guy you want. But they know who they want, but yeah. he doesn't know why. He has no idea. Cassidy's in the dark here. So he starts shooting his mouth off, and they shoot him. Right in the stomach. Right in the stomach. Now, well, that would kill a normal person. They walk over to see his dead body and shoot him in the head to make sure he's dead. He bites the guy's leg. Yes, that was awesome. And he rips into his leg like a like a walker would. Yep. And they're going at it, and and the 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 guy, the bald guy, he like rips out Jesse uh, Cassidy's guts. Oh God, yeah, that's, and ugh. and they're biting each other, and they're, they're beating the hell out of each other. These people aren't human beating because his head with a right briefcase. They're, they're taking a beating. They're beating the crap out of each other. The other guy takes the chainsaw, comes running, and it's a really great chainsaw fight. And Cassidy's holding them off. He manages to beat the crap out of the bald guy. It looks like he killed him. And then he fights with the chainsaw guy. Yes. Eventually, he takes the chainsaw and cuts the guy's arm off. Oh, man. This is your favorite scene. My favorite scene. <laughs> so he cuts the guy's arm off, and the arm and the hand are attached to the chainsaw. The chainsaw is <laughs> vibrating. It's on like the... going down the church aisle. Right. The preacher is at the end of the aisle in the church, still unconscious, and the arm and the chainsaw are... It's going right for him. ...are bouncing and oh. vibrating down the aisle. <laughs> Cassidy is... Weak now from the fight in real so he goes flying after it to save Preacher and saves it just in time. Just in time. Just in time. So then he's like, what do I do with these bodies now? And he goes, oh, I have the chainsaw. So he chainsaws them all up and puts them in the large box. It's like a big treasure box looking it's a thing. Big, it's a big trunk that they trunk, had yeah. that had the music player in it and the chainsaw that they took into the church. So he puts the body parts in there. We see him bury them later, but we're not up to that yet. But he, he wants to get rid of the bodies, but he can't because the sun comes out and he can't go outside. He's a vampire. Yeah. So he has to wait in the church with the box. But he cleaned everything up. He did. He, he mopped up everything. He mopped up. By the way, as you notice, he mopped up after he drank the blood off the floor. Yes, he was like he was licking like, it up. He was like licking it. I'm like, ugh. Yeah, like a cat with milk. He was I'm, licking the blood. Ugh. Like, you know what? You don't know where that blood's been. But then I was wondering if they're not human. Like, would that blood uh, have an adverse uh, yeah, that's a good. That's a him. great question yeah. because it healed him. The yeah. bullet hole healed, and so we don't know if they're human or not. We don't yeah. know what they are, but he drank the blood anyway. And it did heal. We saw his right. gunshot wound just heal up. So whatever they are, we don't. that's a great, I hadn't thought of that. Oh, good thing you're here. <laughs> good thing you're here. So uh, unconscious Jesse, finally uh, he wakes up. Emily finds him. 
Yeah, Emily finds him, who I still think they may get uh, something mm-hmm. may happen there. Um, Emily shows up. She gives him something, uh, a casserole or something to take. He's going to visit somebody's house. Yeah, the loaches. The, how you have her names? That's oh, great. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so he goes to visit the mother and her daughter. Tracy. And the daughter is in bed, blonde, blonde girl. Yep, it's Tracy. She's in bed, and she's in a coma, not awake. And the mother... Ew, it was kind of like, what was she rubbing on her face? Well, she was putting Vaseline or some Ugh. kind of like moisturizer... But she was moisturizing her face to keep her moist, just like the woman in 1881 was doing to the little yes, girl. Yes, I, th- I, yes. And she sort of looked like she could be the same woman. Grown up. Right, or an ancestor. Oh, well, that could be true. And the, I can't think of any other reason they would show 1881 and that little girl and the same blonde. Now, the only thing that was different, and this could be a slip up by the directors and the producers of the show, Tracy, the girl in bed now, has a birthmark, a little brown dot on her chin, I and I went back and watched, the little girl doesn't. Okay. Now, look, I'm not an expert in dermatology. It could I didn't, have grown. I, I didn't look it up. You may be able to get a birthmark when you get older. It may have been a scar. I don't know what it was. It doesn't matter. But in, you know, a couple of hundred years, 130 years, whatever it is, maybe something grew on her face. Yes. But the fact that the woman was on the same left side of the bed, same moisturizing the face. Same blonde hair. I think it's her. I I thought the same thing. I'm like, could, the, could this be the little girl? And then I'm like, hmm. I don't know. Uh, Space Force is inhabiting I the thought, preacher. I thought that. And there's a vampire. So, yeah, I'm going to go with, yeah. It could happen. Yeah. So that's what I'm going with. You heard it here first. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's the same same thing. Yeah. Um, so uh, at some point, preacher is driving at night and he's in the middle of the road. He sees a- um, Like a car seat or something. Car seat, baby car seat. So he stops to get out to look at the car seat. It's pitch black outside and somebody tasers him and I, he's out. Did you think it was Linus? The school bus driver? I thought it was the two guys. I, I, oh. but even though they were dead, I think, at this point, I thought it was more hunters. He, I, I, I mean, who else is after him? Well, because he kept uh, seeing that school bus drive by, and he kept getting in his car and, like, almost chasing it, and then I thought maybe it was Linus after him, the okay. school bus driver. Fair enough. So I, th- I thought it was somebody else hunting him. Yeah. He wakes up, and there's a... An opening in a wall. That was freaky. And a really creepy mask person is like... With a voice changer. With a voice changer, starts talking to him. And I was like, oh my God, what kind of creepy person is this? (laughs) And it turns out, it's Tulip. Yeah. She's screwing with him because she's again trying to convince him to be a bad guy and commit some super crime. They she kind of seduces him too in that room, and she's sort of flirting with him, yeah. and but he's not into it. He's not picking up what she's putting down. No, but she's putting it everywhere. Yeah, she is. She is. She's <laughs> so again. Again, he says, "I'm not doing it. It's not who I am." And she's like, "I know who you are. Yeah, you're a bad man. You know, yeah, and you're gonna go back to your ways." And he's still thinking, "No, he's not." And she's like, "You broke the guy's arm. I know that you have it in you to be a, to be a bad dude." And he's like, "That's different. You know, it's that's not who I am." Um. Then, Arseface comes to visit him again. Yes. And he wants to be baptized again because he doesn't feel like... It worked. It worked the last time. Because he's still having strange thoughts. He still doesn't feel good about himself. And he feels like he needs to do it again. He's not trying hard enough. He needs to change. And Preacher says, we did it right. It's too late. And then Arseface says, I guess you're right. Sometimes you are who you are and you can't change. And then a light bulb goes off in, in, in Jesse's head and he says... You got that look like, maybe I am really a bad person. Maybe I am, I can't change. And so he goes to a house and he breaks the door down, basically. Breaks the glass and he busts into somebody's house. Mm -hmm. Still not sure whose house it is. 
And it's the pedophile's house. Oh, yes, it is. He's like flossing his teeth, and Jesse just knocks him across the face. Yeah, punches him in the face. And he's like, you, you, you can't do anything. You're the preacher. You have to forgive me. And he's like, you need to forget that girl. Well, I can't. I'm trying, but I can't. Meanwhile, as he's trying to talk to him, he starts to fill up the bathtub. Yeah. And you see it's scalding hot because right. of all the steam. And I'm like, oh, this is not going to end well. And so the guy sort of feels like he's getting baptized again. And, and he's it, like, I'll change, I'll change, I'll, d- I'll do it. Because I think he knows what's about to happen. Yeah. And what happens is Jesse puts him under the hot water. Like three times. He shoves him like he's gonna, like he's trying to drown him a little bit. And he keeps saying, forget that girl. And he's like, I, I, I'll try, but I, I can't, I can't. He has a mental problem for this girl. And finally, the third, I think it's the third time, he says, forget her, forget this girl. In that, like, demon voice. The demon voice thing, and all of a sudden, the guy's like, what girl? What are you talking about? He's like, forget who? What are you talking right. about? And he's like, "Why? how are you here? Why are you in my bathroom? He forgot the girl. Just like last week when he told uh, Ned Ryerson, <laughs> open your heart to your mother, and he cut his own heart out and handed it to his mother. Yes. So I think he realizes now he may have the power of suggestion. Yes. And and then as Je- Jesse kind of grabbed his jacket, ran out of the house, and uh, Linus was running after him going, what did you do to my brain? What did you do to my brain? Right. Because he couldn't remember what happened. But he knows something happened. He knows something happened. And he may tell the town the preacher screwed with his brain. Yeah, but he doesn't know what. So now two major things happen at the end of the episode. One of them is that the sheriff is now, oh, we see Cassidy burying the trunk with the body parts of the two guys, the bald guy and the tall guy. Did you notice that the tree where he was burying them was where the Indians were hanging and it had the it was the Ratwater Town sign? I did not notice that. Oh yeah. That's awesome. So kind of comes back to that flashback. And that's why I listened to this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't catch that one. Yeah. I caught the little girl thing. Okay, so we're even. <laughs> so he buries the bodies, and then right after you see he buried the bodies, the sheriff says, Look, I don't know strangers in this town, and I like to know who everybody is. So who the hell are you people? And it's the two guys it's again. It's the two guys, and they're like, oh, we're the government. And it's I'm the like, bald guy the and the hell? tall guy. So are they clones? Are they shapeshifters? <sighs> are the first two guys dead? Did they get out of the box and come back? What the hell's going on? I, they were, you know, I never thought about the clone thing, but they, I, I just figured they got out of the box, and they somehow, like, uh, Cassidy can regenerate himself. Maybe they can or put themselves back together. But their suits were perfectly clean, no dirt, no blood. So I don't, something is really weird happening. Yeah, well, they were they're not just human buried. and they don't work for the government. No. no. I, again, last week we talked about how we thought they were the men in black. Yes. That there was something about them that like, you know, they're the guys who, but they're not. They're not human. No. And and they also may not be the same two guys. Those may, might be the forms they take. Oh. Yeah. That's that. Yeah, I don't know. I, but it freaked me out because they literally were just buried. Like, maybe there were two guys that worked for the government. They killed them and stole their DNA, and they could only shape shift into those shapes. And, yeah, and they or, took or maybe, over those bodies. Or maybe they're aliens, and those two men existed many years ago. Like, maybe the 1800s, we'll see those two men. Oh, yeah. And they get captured by aliens, and mm-hmm. that's why they all look like those two men. That Something like be, that. Yeah. Something like that. So, again, as we mentioned last week, pretty much everything we're watching now on Preacher takes place before the comic book started. Yeah. So, we we, we don't know a lot yet. 
I had one question though. When uh, Tulip had him chained up, she goes, "I'm I'm going to get the stolen map and give it to Danny in exchange for valuable information." Yeah, so we don't know who Danny We're is. We're not really sure who Danny. But is. But Danny may be like everybody has that guy who gets information. He's or he's the money launderer. Like he's probably like a guy they've worked with in the past. So we don't know what the map is for. Right, but Danny's probably the guy who goes, "Hey, I got a, I got a job for us." Yeah. He's the guy who goes, "I got a bank. It's an easy hit." Or yeah. I, I know a, a millionaire. Whatever. So. They, Donnie is, uh, Danny rather, Danny is somebody they want to, she wants to work with again. Yeah. And he knows who he is, but he doesn't want to work on that. Whatever the big deal is, he wants out. He wants nothing to do with it. Nothing to do with it. So that's creepy. And then now that the preacher sort of knows he has the power of suggestion, he goes back to the house with the little girl where Tracy is, where she's a teenager now. Yeah. And was it this episode or the coming attractions for next week? Uh, well, no, he kind of like had the mother distracted. Oh, like, right, oh, right. can you make me some coffee? Right, and then he says to her, I'd like to pray with her. He says, he sits her up and says, open your eyes. He goes, I want to try something. Right. And then demon voice happens. Right, because she said to him, she can hear everything. Yeah. She hears everything. Yeah. So he feels like if she has to listen, then she has to open her eyes. And he says it. And then that was it. it yeah, so we don't and know. And now we don't know Cliffhanger. Cliffhanger. Not, again, not like Negan with a bat, but no. still a cliffhanger. Yeah. So overall, now I'm excited about episode three. The trailer looked really good. I can't tell you what's going on in the trailer because a lot was going on. It was all like little snippets and a lot of action. It did look like the girl opened her eyes, though, because the mother was crying saying, the preacher said something, she was going to be okay or she was going to come right. alive. Right. Oh, also, we forgot to say that the first time the preacher went to go visit Tracy, the girl who's comatose, she actually had a wig on and she was bald, and the back of her head like had a huge oh right dent right right, in her. right. like she, her skull was crushed. Yeah, she said she uh, she it was a horse accident. It was a horse accident. Okay, and she had like a big dent, like when you like take a, a, an empty soda bottle and yeah. you push it on it. Yeah, like huge. Right, so something kicked her in the head. Yeah, the little girl didn't have a kick in her head. No, unless she was also wearing a wig as a little girl. I think they're and connected there were somehow. Well, there were a lot of well, there's horses now because they're in Texas, but there were a lot of horses in 1881. Yes. Hmm. Something. Something. They're connected so, somehow. So a I think. lot of open questions. Yeah. So bottom line is, we're still enjoying the show. Preacher episode three next week. I'm excited for it. I'm excited for it. I hope if you're listening, you're enjoying the podcast and you're enjoying Preacher, or if you're not enjoying Preacher, you're still enjoying the podcast <laughs> because we're enjoying doing it. And we hope that you're enjoying it at least until the Walking Dead shows come back. I'm still looking for every video and, and every <laughs> conspiracy theory on who Negan killed. So if I hear anything, you know, we'll, we'll definitely mention it. Absolutely. Nothing's broken since the Fear of the Walking no. Dead ended. And The Walking Dead, nothing's been circulated yet. So keep listening. And just shout out to Norman Reedus. Not Ride with Norman Reedus premieres next Sunday. Right, which doesn't mean he dies on The no, Walking Dead. No, I'm just, yeah. It just means he has another show and he's popular. <laughs> yeah, he's a busy yeah. guy. So maybe you'll throw in a, a tidbit review on, on yes. that. What is it on? Uh, it's on 10 o'clock. Is it on? Yeah, 10 o'clock on AMC. So I think it's right after Preacher. Oh, so you'll watch that. Yeah, well, I'll tape it. But right after Preacher right now is a David Schwimmer show. I know that it premieres next right. next week. I saw a great tweet last night because they advertised the David Schwimmer show so much during Preacher. Somebody tweeted, my favorite character on Preacher is that cook that David Schwimmer plays. Oh, uh, <laughs> 10 p.m. next Sunday. Oh, okay. So maybe so they're, maybe they're going to move around, feed the beast. Maybe they'll move one to eight. Yeah, one to nine, one to eight. either way. It's a, it's a full night of AMC. By the way, we're not sponsored by AMC. They don't pay us to talk about their shows. We just love their stuff. That if they'd like to, they can certainly sponsor the show. Maybe we we'll get some T-shirts. <laughs> um, there are other podcasts here on the Elvis Duran Show Network, um, and uh, some of them have their own T-shirts. Oh, and so oh, the Acquired Taste Podcast has T-shirts. <laughs> And uh, the Off Air podcast with Greg T and Skiri 
they're trying to get a sponsor for T-shirts. So if AMC wants to give us, you know, preacher feature or, or walkers and talkers money so we can make T-shirts, we'll put the AMC logo right on it. Oh, yeah. We're, we're fine with AMC. We're, we're good with <laughs> we that. We love AMC. Yeah, if you want to sponsor it. Or if, like, Comic-Con wants to sponsor us or... Any of the, the the Walking Dead conventions want to? Oh what? yeah, Walker to us, uh, Walker Stalkers in July. Right, I think it's in California right now or Chicago. Yeah, they travel all over. Yeah, yeah. So, so the New Jersey ones in uh, July. We will talk about whatever you want to. We'll thank you and plug you, but we <laughs> we, we need some shirts because our logo is pretty cool. It's, it's pretty awesome. It's got like dripping blood lettering and also Walkers to Talkers. Hey, if you want to start a Kickstarter for us, feel free to do that too. <laughs> uh, we'll take it. So anyway, thank you for listening to episode ten. We made it ten episodes. Yay. Very good. Uh, and we did it on a Monday. This is right now Monday. Last week we didn't record till Thursday. So yeah, is, that's my fault. Sorry. If you're hearing this anytime before Thursday, <laughs> we're ahead of the game. So there you go. Thanks for listening. We'll see you and talk to you next week. Thanks, guys.